So, what do we have here? Yes, yes, oh, okay. So, according to the statement made by the witness at the scene of the crime, she stated that, warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature themes, paraplegics, mysteries, unsolved crimes, photographic memories, and unusual people with 180 IQ. Well, yes, that sounds about right. So, listener discretion is advised.
episode 44. Elementary module time. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Spyrokin Manga View. I'm your host, Zah. How are you doing today? Hope you're doing pretty good. As usual, this is Spyrokin, the side that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much every episode, I'll be reviewing one or two manga, depending on the situation, I'll give you a little bit of information about it. That way you don't go to the bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really cool, and then you go buy it and it sucks. I do all the dirty work. If you don't agree with me, if you want to play me, or if you love what I'm doing, Send me an email, spirecan.gmail.com, or you can call me at 206-426-6665. That again is 206-426-MONK, our monk line. Or you can check us out at spirecan.podbean.com. There is no www in front of it. It's just http forward slash, no, colon forward slash forward slash spirecan.podbean.com. Check us out on MySpace, myspace.com forward slash spirecan, or you can check us out on the wonderful Facebook under Spirekin Manga Review Group. I am also a guest host on the Fight the Anime oh, Anime Gaming Podcast, and I've been on Anime 3000 once or twice. Once. Anyway, doesn't matter. So, how are you guys doing today? Sorry I'm talking really fast, just I'm kind of pumped up, especially today is one of those days where you really want to get into it, and you just want to go, bam! So, you know, I've been pretty good playing guitar here over Metallica. Awesome game! It rules! Anyway, sorry, I had to get that woo out, because that game makes you want to go, woo-hoo! Awesome game, man. A lot of fun, really enjoyable, and it just makes you want to go, ooh. So, anyway, as you can guess, it is April Fool's Day. So, this is the last episode of the Spider-Man interview. April Fool's, just kidding. Sorry, kind of going, as usual. Going a little crazy, a little bit zany, a little, I don't know what the word is. Just a little, maybe it's because I'm recording this for the fourth time. I don't know. Could be why. I don't know why my mic's been kind of on the fritz and pissing me off a little bit. I want to punch it, but neither here nor there. So let us get on with the news. Pretty much not much going on. The only real relevant thing is that, remember that thing I've been pimping out for the last couple of weeks, Miko Takahashi's compilation work, My Sweet Sunday, which is supposed to come out on Shonen Sunday, the week before the 15th anniversary. You kind of remember that? I've been talking about it for the last, I don't know, four or five weeks. Anyway, that has been released online. You can check it out, and if you can read Katakana, you can actually read the story. Pictures are beautiful. I love the way that, that her design and artwork is that flowery, kind of fluffy, circular design. It's just, I don't know. I enjoy it. It's maybe why I like Rama so much and like Yuritsaya Sura so much. Other bit of news is kind of a somber one. Yen Plus is re releasing again one of my favorite series, Azumanga Dayo. They picked up Yatsuba and, and of course, they're releasing it again. The sucky thing is, if you're like me and you bought the series already, you're not going to invest in this. I mean, I should have thought about some of the older purchasers. I mean, I'm not going to spend another $30 to read a redone version of the same manga with new jokes, so it's more contemporary and... I don't know, I'm just babbling, just because I show how old I am. Because I remember when Ronma was re-released, and they went from the $15 tall books to the regular Taco Bond size, so I didn't pick up one through 30, I just kept the original they had. But that's neither here nor there. I'm babbling. That's about all the news for this week, I think. Oh, yes, there is one other thing. I don't know if any of you listen to Anime 3000, so I'll just get it out there. Anime Insider, one of the most last, what's well, actually one of the last anime magazines and manga magazines, which was released by Wizard Entertainment, has been canceled. It's another anime magazine that's bit the dust. We first saw it happen with New type, then Anna America went to a free pamphlet, which you see in Best Buy once every six months, and now Anime Insider's gone. 
really sucks. Now, how are people going to get their anime and manga information? Oh, wait, there's podcasts. So, I guess not much has been lost. So, I guess that's about it. So, let's get on to the review. So, for those of you who remember from the last episode of the Spire to the Manga Review, if you were listening, I spun the wheel of manga, and the number it gave me was number blank. I don't remember exactly, but the title it gave me was Tante Ganku Q, or Detective Academy Q. Now, this is a pretty cool series. It was originally created by one of the greatest artists of the time, Fumiyua Sato, and was written by Semaru Amati. Originally came out in 2001 and was released in Weekly Shonen Magazine, so obviously it's a shonen. It has a TV series, a live action series, an anime, and supposedly a video game. Haven't seen that. It was originally published by Kodansha. It is a detective fiction comedy weird detective series. And, of course, supposedly the series has been dubbed into English in the Southeast Asia area. Haven't heard anything about it, and there are 22 volumes of the manga. Now, what is Detective Academy Q about? I'm going to call it that because I would let you say Tante Gakun Q, but that's getting kind of I'm mutilating the language enough so I'll keep the English translation. It's a story, it's a mystery series, similar to Detective Conan, similar to Kimagora crime story, similar, similar a little bit to Lupin, a little bit, very rarely Lupin, but. It's a series which is a bunch of mysteries which are compiled together. A lot of times it's very formulaic, very similar to Scooby-Doo, where it's, Oh no, something happened, Shaggy! Oh, okay! And then they search it and you see that it gives you all the clues and you have to figure it out. And at the end they say, Okay, did you figure it out from the hints? One, two, three. And then figure it out, you put it together, and it's done. That's what the major plot of the story is. And let me get into the... The first, the setup for it, then we'll get into it. Now, opens up with the main character, Kyo Renjo. Now, Kyo is this, well, I don't want to say he's a moron, but he's kind of happy-go-lucky, optimistic main character guy. And Kyo, well, I want to say Q for some reason, because he's in class. Anyway, he's a 15-year-old, and what happened is he is really psyched because he's not going to high school with his other buddies. He's actually applying for the Dan Detective School, or DDS, which is referred to for the rest of the series. Now, the DDS is is very prestigious and renowned detective academy that was run by Dan Morihiko. Now, Dan Morihiko was one of the most famous detectives in all of Japan and all of the world. He's actually the only detective to be licensed to be able to carry a gun. And he solved all these mysteries, and then a couple of years ago, something truly tragic happened, and he was injured. He hasn't been seen since, so he's kind of been a recluse and just doing all his stuff. So, main character, Kyo, is going, he's psyched, he's told his friends, I'm leaving, goodbye, I'm going to take a test and go to this school. So he's running, he's going, and he bumps into this fat guy. And what happens is, is he bumps into this fat guy who's, who's having his... Very important umbrella, because it's going to rain later. You know, he's got it on his wrist with the cane. Bumps all this money that the guy was holding was flying everywhere. Lots of money. And unlike most Americans or greedy people, no offense America, but we are greedy. I'm not going to lie. We can be very greedy at times. Or most people I know are greedy. Anyway, all the money flies everywhere. As opposed to just going, grabbing some of the money, running off. Kyo does the right thing, and he actually picks up the money and kind of 
hurries, gets it all for the guy, and gives him, like, here you go, sir. And as he's walking away, the guy quickly counts the money, and he's like, hey, you, get back here. You stole some of the money. Where is it? Where's the money you took from me? He's like, I didn't take any money. I just picked it up. You just saw me pick it up. No, you stole it. And as they're arguing, a voice says, you only had, uh, 150,000 yen. You had three bills of this, two bills of that, nine bills of that. And everyone looks, and there's this very pretty girl with pigtails. And so the guy goes and counts it. Zacked. The cop has shown up at this point because there's a huge altercation in the middle of the street. You know. So the cop says, let's see, oh, we stole from you, did. And then there's a count, he's like, like, that's right, you had this enough. He's like, I'm still missing a 10,000 yen bill. Where'd it go? You stole it, kid. And, the, and Joe looks, and he looks kind of contemplative of that, or he's contemplated about it now. But he goes and he grabs the guy's umbrella. And the guy's like, hey, give me that back. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to beat me up? And Kyo just flips it upside down and opens it. And what falls out of the umbrella? But the missing 10,000 yen bill. So he says, oh, here it was. It kind of got stuck in there. And he gives it to him. And the guy's like, oh, you stupid kid. And he walks away. And he's a little pissed off and depressed about it. So what's going to happen with that? We really don't know. So he thanks the girl. Pretty attractive and nice for a typical anime girl point of view. And he wonders, how are you able to remember all those bills? You just saw them fall down. I said, well, I have a photographic memory, so I can memorize anything in an instant. Now, a lot of people say, oh, photographic memory is awesome. You can remember everything possible. But it sucks also because you literally can remember everything. What happens when you walk in on your parents? You remember that scene for the rest of your life. Or what happens when... Your dog dies, or you see a murder, that'll be stuck in your head for the rest of your life. So it's not, it's a kind of cursed, fucked up kid. So anyway, this girl's obviously, because she's photographed memory, she's in every school pot. She's in the most national, talented development research school. She's really popular, and she's intelligent. Her name is Megumi, and she's 14 years old. And obviously, she's going to be the love interest, we'll call her Megumi. So, as. Kyo and Megumi, or Megu as he calls her, flirting and talking as they're walking. Turns out that she's also applying to DDS also, which is kind of cool. So, they go to this, the academy to see what's going on. The place is packed. All these people are going to take the exam to get in the school. And it's not just kids. It's adults. It's young people. There's one kid who looks like he's 11 years old. He's got a laptop. There's a bunch of shady people. There's one fat guy. And... As Kyo and Megumi are talking, Megumi's kind of wigged out a little bit like Kyo. Like, obviously later she's going to be the love interest, but he's... Kyo's a very bright, intelligent, very optimistic guy. He's really good at what he does, just being a detective. The only problem is that he's very awkward in social situations. He's a little bit, well, suffice to say, he's stupid. He's not... He's detective smart, but he's like, a moron, like, you can't really figure the Japanese language, so one of the constant jokes, which I can understand why they wouldn't translate it in English, is that he constantly mutilates the Japanese language. Like, he'll say, oh no, it was his diving wish, meaning that his dying wish. So it's kind of, what? <laughs> it's one of these little running gag jokes. And so, anyway, they're in the school wondering what's going to happen, and... Megumi bumps into one of her classmates, who is the ultimate douchebag of the series, Yutaku Tsuburamaro, who I will call Douchey McDouche Douche for the rest of this episode. So, Douchey McDouche Douche is 
this kid who goes to the same national talent development center that Megumi does, and he's got a 180 IQ, and he's a complete and utter asshole. He's like, he's like, I have a 180 IQ. I'm going to be the best in the thing, and I'll become the best person. I'll be able to join this special group. It turns out that the reason why there's so many people applying this year is because Dan Morhiko has decided to actually teach a class. He's actually going to have a specific class he's going to train, and that'll be the next elite. And that is the is Q class. Now, Q stands for Qualified. Hence, Detective Academy Q, Tanto Academy Q, Q standing for Qualified. So, people who make it into the class at the top level, they will be the ones who end up being the best. You know, you're the best around. Never gonna know to do it now. Anyway. So, back to the thing of day. So, as they're talking and kind of bullshitting, the lights sort of dim, and Kyo looks in the front, and he sees there's a picture on the screen. Immediately he focuses, he realizes, oh no, the test started. So the test starts, and as they're sitting there, they bump into another person. Now this is this tall, older guy named Kintaro Tomoyama, or Kinta. And he's like, I'll figure this out using my instincts and my pair of dice. Obligatory, muscle-bound idiot who's good with instincts, and he knows karate and judo, and he has super sight, and like, and the typical lecherous Brock character from Pokemon. Anyway, so turns out that this opening sequence is that they're shown a scene and they're explaining this story about that there's a murder and there's six people who are the staff members of the academy and they're gonna, they're all dressed up like someone who possibly could have done the deed. And they're all gonna separate and you have to tell the person that you think is the person who did the crime, the culprit. And that culprit will lead you to the next area where the next part of the test is going to happen. So, everyone's going crazy thinking, oh, this person did it. And as Megumi's starting to run off, Kyo says, no, 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 you're going the wrong way. It's... Megumi's like, no, 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 don't tell me. I want to figure this out myself, my own. Because Kyo figured it out the instant he saw the painting, which, the picture, which is pretty good. And so he says, okay, so I'll give you two hints. This is repeated through the entire series. Every time he's going to do something, he's like, I'll give you two hints, almost to the audience, like saying, you know, in Scooby-Doo, like, can you figure it out? And they give you all the clues. It's essentially that. So, you figure out who the culprit is, and they're following him. So it's Kyo, Kenta, and Megumi, and following them is Douchey McDoucheus, because he's like, I don't need to think this through. I'm too smart, so I'll let the smart girl figure it out, and then I'll be the best, and I'll win. Yeah. So they're walking, and they end up following the guy, and they bump into another person, that little kid I told you about with the beanie hat. This is Kazuo Narusawa. Now, he's this young 11-year-old genius who's a well-known computer games programmer, like there's a bunch of 11-year-olds who program games. But anyway, he has his laptop computer, and he's like the science guy. Typical, I'm the science guy. I can find out information on the computer in under 10 seconds, and I'm awesome. Anyway. So they're all working together, walking, you know, searching for a thing, and they end up following this guy in a very cool chase sequence, which is done very well for a manga. You actually could feel them kind of chasing him and how he tries to mess them up, and they still follow him. And they end up in this park, which is owned by the school, and obviously this is going to be where the next part of the test is going to be. And as they're following, there's this little rope bridge. And of course, Douchey McDoucheus, being the douche that he is, decides... I'm going to cut the line and 
and it'll get rid of all of them, and I'll be the one to win. Yeah, because I'm smart. So, after almost killing the majority of them, Kinta and Kyo end up separated from the group, and they end up first at the place, and they're all good. And Spiffy, the other, uh, Kazuma, Megumi, and Dushi McDushu end up at the place. So what happens is there's a small altercation where Kinta and Kyo are going back. They're again, they figured out the way to get to the school. As they're running after the other group, they see a guy who got injured. He fell down the ravine, apparently, which is connected to, like, this levee, which will let water in eventually, but, you know, he fell down. He's like, I need help. Help me, please. And Kinta's like, I'll go save the day. And Kyo's like, come on, we gotta go. He's like, what? Don't worry. He'll be fine. We'll go. We gotta go. It's important. We can't give up. As they're running off, you find out that the guy in the ground is obviously one of the teachers who pulls a walk talk. It's like, okay, you're going your way. They're good. And as he's sitting there, kind of looking, you hear, boop, boop. He's like, oh no. Goes back to the, the kids running, and Kyo hears the boop, boop. He's like, oh shit, I gotta go back. He runs back. The reason why that boop boop is that the levee is going to, the dam is letting water out. Because what happens is, if they don't let any water out at times, the dam will overflood and that will cause horrific torrential damage, blah 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 blah. So, as the guy who's trying to climb up, thing snaps, Kyo saves the day, but at the cost, he saves this guy, but at the cost of his exam. Because by the time, the amount of time it takes for him to get the guy out of there, the examiner race started. Everyone, all the main characters who've been shown so far in the exam, except for him. And he's kind of bummed out. And the guy says, "Well, why did you run away? And then why did you come back?" And he says, "Well, I figured that you were one of the teachers because of the fact that he explains it typical Kyo logic." He says, "The reason why I came back is because I heard the sound of the levee, and I used to play by a dam, and I knew the whole thing. I didn't want anything to happen to you because I was pretty sure you couldn't get back up." He's like, well, it's a shame, though. I'm not going to be able to take the exam. I'm going to have to go home for a failure. Because, and he's kind of bummed out. He's like, I won't give up, though. But I'll come back next year. And the guy says, what are you doing, stupid? If a detective gives up, the case will never be solved. Go! So, Kyo decides he runs to the test. The test is like a 30-minute timed written exam. And you see how everyone's working. Like, Megumi, she's writing through everything. Dushi McDush, she's like, yeah, if I don't know, I'll just skip the question. That'll do awesome. Because I'm the man, and I'm smart, and I have a 180 IQ. And Kazuma's like, okay, doing good, da da da. He's the first one done. He does it and walks out. And Kintaro Kinta is using his dice to, like, okay, answer number two. What's the answer? Fuck! I'll just use my instincts to answer the questions. And so, immediately, Kyo walks in, he runs in, he's like, I'm sorry I'm late. Can I still take the exam? I want to take the exam. And they give him the paper, and he goes in, he's got 10 minutes left. So he's looking. He's looking, he fills out the exam, and then bell rings, everyone leaves. Everyone's done the exam, and Kinta and Megumi are saying, oh, I did good, I did good. He's like, what about you? Kyo's like, I aced it. I'm like, you, you did the entire test in ten minutes? No, I answered one question in ten minutes. It's essay form. It's either essay form or bubble form. So he did the essay form. And he's like, I finished that, and we'll see what happens. So shows about a month later, and it shows a beautiful boat, and you see a bunch of people getting on there. You see Kinta getting on there, and Kazuma, and Megumi, and they're saying, oh, it's you, you made it? Oh, that's good, you made it too? Oh, I wish Kyo made it. And then you see running down the path, who else but Kyo? Turns out he made it. And as they get on the boat, and meeting all the other people, blah, blah, blah.
uh, including Douchey McDouche Douche, who apparently got accepted because he got one of the lowest scores, but this is his second chance. So as they're on the boat chilling out, uh, Kiro bumps into the guy that he saved, who it turns out is Dan Morihiko, who is a paraplegic. That's why he couldn't climb up, because he, he couldn't move his legs. And so they're talking, and Lobby's like, you know, I'm surprised, I'm happy you made it here, and quick question for you. Kyo, why did you choose that question? Because he answered only one question, the fifth question. Now, all the questions were cases that Dan worked on. And Kyo's like, well, it seemed the most fun. And, you know, all the more interesting, but that one seemed the most fun. I did my best on that one. And later, you have Dan talking to his assistant, this really hot girl, who obviously is in love with Dan, who is, you know, obviously in another relationship, but she's like, okay, you have, you know, is this Tokyo University student, the child programmer, the person with the photographed memory, the martial artist, the mystery novelist. Why do you have this normal kid with you? And he explains, he's like, he only answered one question. The fifth question on the exam. That was the one case I had the most trouble with. And I even had information I had gained afterwards. And surprisingly, he figured it out in ten minutes. That shows he's got the intelligence of a detective and the instinct of a detective. And him and one other person got it right. And that was the person with perfect score. This is the final member of the quote-unquote group, which is Ryo Amakusa. And so they've taken this luxury liner to this island, the middle of nowhere. They're going to be there for five days. And this island is where a murder took place. And they have to solve this very strange and disturbing murder. And as they're trying to solve this murder, they're getting murdered off one at a time. Or is it? It turns out to be a big thing. Anyway. So, after all this, turns out that, as you could probably guess, that the five characters that have been introduced, uh, Kintaro, the muscle guy, Kazuma, the computer guy, Ryu, the guy who got the perfect score, who's the, the intelligent rival of Kyo, Kyo and Megumi are all part of the class Q. They're the best of the best they solve mysteries, and it's all good and spiffy. And then, of course, Douchey McDouche Douche is part of class A. Well, which is like the second highest group, and then he gets demoted to class B because he's a fucking moron. Anyway. So, so overall, the series is very impassioned and pretty cool. The art style is it's not generic, it's not typical. This is done in computers. This is done when you had to do it by hand, so all, you see all the imperfections, and it gives all the characters a unique style to them, and they look pretty interesting. All the characters, I mean, the way Dan looks with his goatee, and when you see him in all these little various disguises, and the way Megumi looks with just how they have her just with the outlines, she looks almost like she's just a white person in a white uniform. It's kind of powerful. Some of the, the backgrounds are kind of meh. Like with Azumanga Dai, where you had no background, you just had the characters in the foreground. But that's just the style that the person has, so you gotta give that. But you see that the design evolves over time, like the designs of the different scenarios and the different locations. They're done very well. A lot of mysteries are done. Well, the mysteries are all very thought out. And if you don't pay attention, you're going to not figure it out. And you're going to have to go, oh, wait, i got to go fucking back to page blah, blah, blah to see where the hell that happened. And that's the thing which 
this series has is it's very engaging. You start off the mystery and you read it and you enjoy it. Well, yes, I said before, there is a formula. It goes, okay, first this is going to happen, they're going to find out the mystery, then they're going to get into an argument, then they're going to try solving it, then they get the clues, then you have the murder involved or the thief involved, and then they're going to solve and save the day and everything's all happy. They do mess up at times, but that's how these things happen. But it's engaging, it is formulaic, but Unlike something like Scooby-Doo or, uh, what is it, Kintano case files, they're not just one-chapter mysteries. They are very engaging and long stories, so you don't, it doesn't seem like a formula. It takes a while. Like it's maybe the first real mystery is ten chapters long, so you're waiting on ten chapters reading it till it's over three volumes, so it gives you that nice, long mystery that you're trying to figure out. For mystery buffs, this would be a very good story. The protagonists are very well written. The antagonists are kind of, well, they're menacing and evil. There's this entire evil group called the Pluto group, which every single member is named after a variation of the devil deity. I mean, you have the leader, his name is Hades, and then his servant is Cerberus. Another one's called Thanatos. Another one is called... Oh yes, Anubis, named after the Egyptian god of the dead, and another one's name is Chiron. Chiron, for those who don't know, is the fairy man of the Greek underworld. Pretty much, you know, the guy gives the money to him and thinks that's it. It was pretty unique. There's a lot of good little connecting themes. Like there's one guy who. His, uh, this artist who all of his artwork is in like half of the series, so he's connected. It's all connected somehow, and that makes it engaging and interesting. Now, like I said, there is an anime series which is about 45 episodes long. It doesn't really cover as much. It covers maybe the first five story arcs, and then it just kind of ends. For the 22 volumes, it's gonna go far, and it's gonna really be engaging intellectually. So, as you can probably guess, I'm going to give this a good rating. I'm going to give this a, as you can probably guess, a borrowed from a friend and don't return unless awful podcast. Unfortunately, you can't really borrow from a friend since it's never going to be released in English, which really sucks. So you have to find it on Scanlation or Animal Seeker or some website like that. So that kind of sucks. But it's an engaging and worthwhile story. However, it is written for kids, and some of the stuff is kind of hokey and stupid. You know, some of the cases are very mundane, but it's not like Scooby-Doo cases where they're like, we have to find out who stole the guy's t-shirt. It's like, okay, this guy got murdered by, murdered by this crazy serial killer. Let's find the serial killer. Or, there is a mysterious murder in an abandoned town. Why is the town abandoned? Oh, wait, they're hiding smallpox and they're going to kill us all. Oh, no! It's that type of drama, so... There is comical stuff, especially what Kyo says, because Kyo's a moron, and so is Kinta. Then you have Kinta and Kazuma, the oldest and the youngest. They're butting heads because one is old school, like, you have to use their own personal bodies to figure shit out. And Kazuma's like, I can figure out everything with the computers, and blah. So, anyway... Like I said, there's nothing else I'm going to say. Read it if you want. If you don't believe me, don't read it. If you don't like detective stories, you don't like thinking, this is not the monarchy. You like mysteries, if you like uh, Agatha Christie, if you like Murder, She Wrote, if you like 
Detective Conan, you will like this series, I guarantee it. So, anyway. Besides that, what else is there that's going on? Well, of course, our three contests that are still up. The Design A opening for the Spark and Mon Review, the Design A promo for the Spark and Mon Review, and the, of course, Become the Voice of the Wheel of Manga! Contests are still up. Those will all end probably around June, July. So, send me a voicemail. It's by, uh, 206-426-6665 or our email sparkin.gmail.com if you want to be interested in setting anything. Remember, the soundbite has to be less than a minute for any of those. And you just have to explain each one. If you're doing the Wheel of Manga one, you have to do the Wheel of Manga and do the whole spiel I usually do in the beginning, which is explaining what it is and where it came from. If you're doing the promo, just a promotional piece of why people should listen to Sparkin Manga Review. And if you're doing the opening, you just have to do the typical warning, which is the warning this episode contains blah, 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 this transgression is advised. And if you win, you win. And you get props, and of course, I have a bunch of new anime to give out and manga to give out, so that's kind of cool. I believe that is it. Of course, check out Fight Bait Anime Gaming Podcast. Check out Anime 3000. They're a very cool podcast, and they're a lot of fun. And... If you want something that's not anime related, I know this is a manga anime podcast. You don't want to hear anything that's anime or manga related. There is a new show which has been released. Now it's a little different. It's for the older crowd. Because, because this, this radio show I used to listen to back in the day in New York, that was called the Radio Chip. Now she got fired because the station she was on got, well, they reformatted six times. So she left. And she came back on, so now it's the chick cast. Or just look up the radio chick. She's a really funny, informative thing on modern culture. She's a little older, so for most of my demographic, they're not going to get a lot of the jokes. But it's pretty informative, and it's a lot of fun to listen to. So check it out, radiochick.com. You'll really enjoy it. And since they're no longer on the radio, they can curse all they fucking want. So check it out. So... People are giving all the promotional stuff. There is one more thing since episode 45 is up next. That's episode 45. So that's the next episode. I'm going to be doing something a little different. I know I should have waited for episode 50 for this, but there is, you know, we get promotional items. We get all these advanced copies of stuff. I'm going to be reviewing an advanced copy of the manga next week. Besides, of course, the Wheel of Mangas, lovely and wonderful. Whatever I'm going to get in the next episode of this from the manga. So for the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing one or two books from that was sent to me by First Second Press. So go check that out. But of course, that's not what you hear here. You know why you wait for this point. It's the one part everyone loves of this episode. It's time for the one, the only, the wheel of manga. Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Except this episode, pretty much the Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune covered in skulls. And what I will do is I have assigned ten titles to the Wheel of Manga on the ten spots. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on. That is what I'm going to be doing for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. So let me spin the Wheel of Manga to see what's going to be on for the next episode. Kind of short spin, but number five, which is going to be Dragon Hat. I haven't heard that title in 
over a decade. Damn. Damn, I'm old. So, I guess for episode 45 of the Spyrokin Manga Review, besides reviewing the mystery manga from Manwa from First Second Press, I'm going to be also reviewing Dragon Hat. That's kind of cool. So, yes. That's going to be the next thing to Spyrokin Manga Review. As usual, check me out at spyrokin.podbean.com or myspace.com forward slash Spyrokin or just look up on Facebook, Spyrokin Manga Review Group. Inspire is S-P-R-A, K-N, guess that's about it. So, as usual, this is the Spark and Mono Review. Enjoy listening to everything you say. Send me comments, send me concerns, send me claims. Inspirekin.com, and hope you enjoy this show, and I hope you keep listening. So, this is Zan, host of the Spark and Mono Review, and I am going to ま泣けなくて口笛を吹いてるいつまでもそばにいてと Tchau,